Hello, and welcome to another episode of The Simpsons Did It. I'm your host, Steven Skolansky. And I am your co-host, Robert Skolansky. And we're back for another Sunday episode of The Simpsons. Is it weird that The Simpsons were always on Sundays? Eh, I don't think so. No? Maybe? I I mean, I guess you got the whole animation domination thing now, but back in the day, I didn't necessarily think Sunday was best day to watch shows i always thought it was like the whole uh we got school the next day and well i mean it was i mean it was always on after football though and everybody watches football so yeah well at well seven but then you know if it went into overtime or (laughs) later and then you couldn't record an episode properly because back then vcrs had to be set for a certain time yeah and it would never line up correctly. At least nowadays you get on demand. So you can watch an ep- episode a little bit later, but I'm, I I'm, like I'm curious to know how many of the tapes where you uh, recorded episodes didn't record the entire episode because of football. Maybe either that, or I think since they're all previously aired episodes, I hit record when the episode came on oh, and yeah. then when they didn't came on. So that way, cause they're all lined up perfectly on the tape. So okay. I must've done it that way. Excellent. Perfect. All right. Well, we've made it to episode six. Woo. Woo. We're trugging like right along. As Homer and we're like not going to say, woo. <laughs> Woohoo. Woohoo. Mm, Simpsons did it. Maybe that's what people are saying. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. All right. So episode six of season one, Moaning Lisa. I thought, I think, wait, <laughs> Wait, what? is that the name of that painting? The Moaning, Moaning Lisa? It's uh, the Mona, the Mona Lisa. Lisa. Okay, I can Wow. Wow. Brain fart. <laughs> I wonder if that's where they got the title of this episode. Sounds Probably. pretty close to it, so I think that's yeah. where they pulled it. All right, guys. So you know the drill. We uh, talk about an episode. We give it a rating. Um, if you don't know the rating skill yet, um, it's one doe, two eat my shorts, three don't have a cow man, four Mm, sprinkles and five everything's coming up millhouse um then we give it a uh rating we give you a character profile and then we let you get on with your day yeah so um like i mentioned season one episode six moaning lisa air date is february 11th 1990 two days before Uh, my third birthday yeah look at that (laughs) that was a good good third birthday episode it was, it's, it's a, that you it's a never saw of an episode. I know. It's kind of a downer episode, but yeah. we'll, we'll get to that in a minute. So quick recap, Lisa feels depressed and Marge tries everything to cheer her up. Meanwhile, Bart has Homer on the ropes in a video game boxing. Um, so one thing I did mention during the actual episode. So first of all, Bart is still stealing bus signs. Yeah. Yes. In that is. episode. Um, <laughs> also, the okay. other thing we never mentioned uh, in the previous episodes, uh, which we can bring up now, uh, when Maggie goes through the register, as we learn in a, like, I don't know, it was like season 10, I think, when Maggie goes across the scanner, when it flashes, it's uh, supposed to be, like, the production number and the episode number that flashed across how much she costs. So, a little bit of neat trivia. 
Yeah. Well, next time I'll have to pause it right on that and go like frame by frame to see if that's actually true. Yes. All right. So I noticed that when Lisa's riding her bike, all the stuff she has, I mean, she has books, her saxophone, something Sax in her. Saxophone. Um, and she, first of all, it's got to be really hard to carry a backpack, all those books and the saxophone. But the books are in the basket. They are. Okay. Fair enough. But when she gets off of it, she takes it all with her. I mean, that's a split second of trying to get off a bike, grab all your stuff without falling up face first into the pavement. I mean, and, that, and, and not only that, but the bike glides into a perfect <laughs> spot, stop into the garage standing upright. I mean, maybe she's perfected it. I mean, maybe I mean, it must have taken a lot of work to be able to. to she do is that. a smart kid, though. I want to see one episode where Homer runs into the ground and trips over the bike. It smashes that, through the wall. That'd be great. Cause well, there is an episode. I think it's a Treehouse of Horror episode. If if memory recalls, where uh, Marge rams Homer through the house with the car. Oh yeah, that's that's one. Well, isn't that all of them now? Like all the episodes now, isn't that what he's what's happening? Is she's running him through the wall? Dude, I I don't know. I You'll have to tell me because you've seen a more recent one than I have. Yeah, I think that might be what it is now. Oh, okay. Like, now that's what it is. Which seems Which is... a little on the violent side. <laughs> yeah, the Simpsons do like to be a little violent sometimes. Yes. All right, so back to the opening uh, sequence. We got a chalkboard gag this week. Um, Bart writes, I will not instigate revolution. So I Which... feel like that like should have been last week's chalkboard gag because... You know, he was Bart the General. He went to war with his Well, boy. no, no, you, you can't tell us what he's done before the episode airs. You got to say that he won't do it again. Uh, that's that's why that's why he's writing on the chalkboard, because he started uh, a revolution. Ah, good catch, good catch. So, so it makes, makes sense this week. Okay. And then the couch gag, Simpsons sit on the couch, and Maggie pops out this time. And is caught by Marge. And caught by Marge. So this, so so far, we're through six episodes. We've had Bart pop out, Homer yep. pop out, and Maggie pop out. And, and we've had the couch the, fall apart. And then we had the couch fall apart because they're too heavy. Yes. <laughs> so this, this, so after the first couch gag, the couch got broke, so they had to get a new couch. This new couch is obviously too small for everyone to fit on. Yep. So we'll have to see if they keep getting new couches. I feel like at some point they get a couch that's just right. Maybe. Maybe. We'll have to see. All right. So episode starts out. And Lisa's in the bathroom getting ready to... Oh, no. Morning. Sorry. This is morning. Yeah, this is the morning. She's getting ready morning. for school. Ready for school. And she has a... Uh, there's a... Tooth of tooth, tube of toothpaste with the word glum written on it. And I, I like how you wrote that it's most likely a reference that Lisa's depressed. Because, like, it opens up and she's just looking in the mirror and she's sad and, like, you know, glum. You're glum. You're you're sad. And I'm like, I mean, it could be a new brand of toothpaste, but I think it was a clever way to start out the show to say, hey, look. Lisa, you know, we're going on this journey with Lisa, who's depressed right now. What 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 uh, flavor is glum? Uh, well, if you're sad, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, uh, it. Probably tastes like gray. I don't know if gray, gray has a flavor, <laughs> but gray. 
I like blue better. <laughs> oh. Ah, see what I did there? <laughs> I did. It tastes like blue. That was, that was a good one. I, I don't know. If, if anybody out there knows what gray tastes like, I'd like to hear because <laughs> it probably tastes like gray. Yep. I it, it would like... be bland. It, it, like, the toothpaste would probably taste bland. It would still clean your teeth, but it would be bland. There probably wouldn't be a taste. No flavor toothpaste. Ooh. Yeah. All right, so so after Lisa gets out of the bathroom, Bart obviously swooshes in, and then he says, women and children first. first. <laughs> That's a great obviously, line. Yes. Obviously, that reference to loading up boats in the Titanic. Or other, I mean, there's like any disaster movie, it's always yes. women and children first. So they go downstairs, and Homer's looking for his keys because he's going to yep. be late for work. And Bart says that what? they have to check the rumpus room. Well, yeah, he tells him to check the den first. But that's the living I feel like the den is the living room. Because they're in the living room looking when he says that. That's true. Okay. So, because a den normally has a TV in it. Does it, though? Well, I've never had a, I've never, I've never owned a house with a den, so. No, but okay, so like, if you kind of look at like our old house growing up, we had our living room. There was no yeah. TV in the living room. No. We had a family room, but you could also call like our second kind of like our room that we watched our, and played Nintendo and stuff. And that could have been like a den. But that was the spare bedroom. Yeah, spare bedroom. Or we could have called it a den since no one really slept in there. It wasn't really a bedroom. It could have been, been a that. den. It could have been. <laughs> so as you were saying. Yes. Yeah, so they finally, Homer finds his keys, which were still in the door. And by the way, for anybody wondering, a rumpus room is usually a, a room in the basement reserved for recreational stuff like playing video games or just playing ba- uh, games. The Simpsons have a basement, so clearly they have a rumpus room, we're assuming. Or possibly a rumpus room, because we've been in their basement several times and it's been storage. Yeah. And it's been a place for a cot to lay. And... I don't. I don't think they've ever had like a uh, pin uh, ping pong table or. I think they had a ping pong table down there once, unless I'm thinking of a completely different show. Possibly. Well, we'll keep an eye out for the next time they go to the basement, or even the first time. Yes. I don't think we've we've seen the Simpsons go to the basement yet. So no, we have not. We'll let you know what we find in their basement when they go. Yeah. Um. This episode, March keeps making morning <laughs> cupcakes. And uh, she she says uh, she's she's like oh I only have two for the three of you and Lisa being depressed goes I don't want a cupcake and obviously Homer and Bart are ecstatic about this and take the cupcakes. Yep, and as we learn later on during the song, that that's the one thing about Lisa's or Lisa's song she sings with Bleeding Gubs Murphy that I don't get. They say they gave their, her last cupcake away. No, she didn't want the cupcake because she was feeling sad. You're correct. So Lisa is a hypocrite. <laughs> anyway, we'll, we'll get to that. No, in no, a no. She's okay. not a hypocrite. She's a liar. She, or a liar. <laughs> uh, good lyrics. She, she knows how to make good lyrics. Yes. Okay. So the school band is playing My Country Tis of Thee. And then Lisa plays her little crazy bebop because um, that's what America is about. Well, she's playing the blues. Or that. Yes. Not crazy it, bebop. It's the blues. Crazy bebop. <laughs> Is it? No, I think that's what Mr. Largo called it. it. You might be right. 
I think that's what he called it. That's why I wrote it. I don't think I would have wrote it if it wasn't uh, okay. mentioned. And speaking of Mr. Largo, he is the band director, and this is the first appearance, at least speaking appearance, that we see of him, because I believe he is in the opening credits. Yep. So so my question is, is, is Lisa's band class not during school hours? Or... Uh, well, because as we see later on the episode, Marge tells Lisa she's going to be late for brain band practice but um now granted this is elementary school when i started playing the violin i don't know when uh whenever you started playing the clarinet i'm pretty sure you started in fifth grade as well there was always a block during the day where i would go with the rest of the kids who played violin and we would go practice yes well i i, well, I had band class in middle school and high school well i had orchestra I mean- class in middle school and high school too but they're in elementary school and granted she's in second grade i don't know many elementary schools that don't start i mean i'm sure there's elementary schools that are out there but our elementary school didn't introduce music until like instruments until third grade when we got to play the recorder yeah Uh, but like real instruments weren't like introduced until like fifth grade i mean i didn't play start playing clarinet until sixth grade so i mean i I mean, she's obviously she's a prodigy. Well, not yeah. really a prodigy, but uh, someone apparently extremely good at playing. Saxophone. At, I mean, okay, so in China, don't like their kids start playing when they're like infants? Like they get those kids like on the piano and on the I violins? Mean, like, yeah, I mean, I think, well, China, yeah, they kind of. They kind of drill into the the, uh, the heads of their citizens that you have to be good at everything. Uh, but, like, here in the U.S., like, you know, parents might think, oh, my kid is great at this one instrument. I'm going to push him to the moon or her to the moon. And you got to be careful with that because you don't want to push a kid too hard because you, the, you want them to enjoy it. But you don't want them to resent you for pushing you into that instrument and then they'll quit. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think... I don't know, like, I feel like Marge is dropping Lisa off before school. Like, maybe there's, like, band practice, like, right So, I think they have a band class at their elementary school. Well, not a class. I think it's more like a club. I don't know. I mean, obviously, they play at, like, sporting events and, like, they have band concerts. Well, because they were, they were, weren't they tuning up for My Country Tis of Thee for, like, some politician? Oh, maybe. I guess I don't know if I, I didn't catch that. I don't remember why they were playing it, but, like, I think they were doing it because some high-ranking official was coming to town or something, I think. Oh. All right. So after after all of this Lisa intro, we get to the other side of the story. This is, like, the first Simpson episode that kind of had it, two arcs in it. Yeah. Which is it kind is. of cool. It's it's not the... the <laughs> so in the future, we get to Simpson episodes where the beginning of the episode has literally nothing to do with the meat and potatoes of the actual episode. But it's like, one, oh, I want animal crackers. We're in Africa not getting eaten by a tribe now. Like <laughs> Exactly. But this episode had two story arcs, which is the first episode, I think, that yep. actually kind of mirrored two different arcs. So yep. uh, the boxing game Bart and Homer are playing is called Super Slugfest. Yeah. Um, and Bart has beaten Homer every single time. I think it was like 44 and 0 with all yeah. knockouts. Um, so I did some research. Okay. Uh, the only two player boxing game that I could find from the nineties was it in art was in an arcade called title fight. 
Never even heard of it. Yeah, neither have I. It was released in 1991, and it was like a side by side, like, like game. So it was like two individual screens, and they were kind of like angled at like like a 45 degree angle away from each other, so you couldn't see the other person's screen. Sure. And so you you basically box. It was kind of like Mike Tyson's Punch Out, just in an arcade. Yeah. And Super Punch Out was or Super Punch-Out 2 was a two-player game, but that wasn't until 1994. So did we have the first instance of The Simpsons predicting the future? I think so. I think they predicted that Super Punch-Out, or, well, even Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, so on the regular Nintendo, that was only one player. Correct. So I think they were predicting that a two-player boxing game was eventually going to come out. I mean, I know that's pretty loose. Yeah. Because I think Mike Tyson's Punch Out was like eighty seven, yeah. So I, was... I I don't necessarily would say it wasn't in the realm of possibility. But two player boxing game wasn't going to come out. And the other interesting thing about this game, and I think it also predicted Mortal Kombat as well, in the fact that you watch them play. First of all, he knocks Homer's head clear off and not to a <laughs> fatality. Plus, there's blood. So I think well, you could say, yes, there is blood. So I think well, you no, could I, say... I was, I was going to say, I don't even think there was blood in Blades of Steel. Like there the wasn't. Well, but like, I mean, there was fighting, but I don't think there was... So like, I think you could almost say here that not only did The Simpsons predict, and I think it was going to be an inevitability anyways, that you were going to have two people being able to punch each other, but I think in a way, it predicted Mortal Kombat with the, the blood and the fatalities, and having a boxing game with two ca- like two playable characters. Now, obviously, in a lot of the fighting games, I think the newer ones, you get more create-your-own-characters, especially, like, the WWE wrestling games. You can do your own, like, create-a-character. But well, like, even in, well, even in the early, like, PlayStation, was PlayStation 3, like, title boxing game, you can create your own character. Okay. So, um, like, that's crazy that this was in 1990... And, like, they had all these elements. And the funny thing is, it looks like they, they're almost playing on an Atari. Because they, they have the that's joystick. The joy- that's, yes. So, I don't... And Atari did not have that graph type of graphics. No. God, no. <laughs> Even Nintendo, I don't think, had that, that good of graphics. That was, like, PlayStation 2. I would say Super Nintendo. Maybe. Oh, okay, you're, you're probably right. Super Nintendo graphics. Like, so that is, that's it's amazing. It's amazing. Yep. So, and uh, what leads me to believe that, like, they had, they could create their own characters. They looked kind of like, kind of like them. And Homer was like buff, like, yeah, he was, like big buff. And I do like Homer's uh, nickname, uh, Homer <laughs> the Punching Bag Simpson. Yeah, which I'm sure Bart came up with. Oh yeah, because um, he's a punching bag. Because Bart so beats Homer, him all the time. Homer's just like, and. This was probably a little bit later in the episode, but yeah, it's like when Homer has his dream, but yeah. he's he's like, there's a point in time when you know your kid is better at you at stuff. Yeah. And I was kind of thinking back, like, when did, when did, was I able to beat dad at anything? I mean, tennis, it was probably when I was like 13, 14. Pool, dad was always really good at pool. It was really tough to beat him at that. See, here's never, the thing. Like, we never I played never, video games. Like, we never played video games, so I can't say that. 
Oh, he would have never been good at video games. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think... It, like, here's the thing, though. Like, uh, you're four years older than me, so I think you got more of the active years. Because <laughs> normally, like, when I was growing up, uh, I never played games against our dad. Like, we always played catch, and... Uh, but we never, like, we never played tennis, we never played pool, um, heck, I can't even beat, uh, our uncle at tennis, and he's almost 70. Yeah. I mean, I suck at tennis, but that's besides the point. (laughs) But, like, yeah, I, you know, like, I could beat mom at cribbage, but... That's not a sport. That's not... Today, today it might be considered a sport, because, you know, cornhole's considered a sport. Cornhole is a sport. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Um, But, like, yeah, I never really got that experience of playing against, you know, an old, like, a parent in a sport. Yeah. And, like, even between you and me, like, we, I mean, again, you're four years older than me. Uh, I would probably say we're probably somewhat equal at video games now because we always played together. Yeah. But, like... I'm sure there's stuff I can beat you at. I'm sure there's stuff you could beat me at. Yep. So we'll we'll see how Homer takes this news <laughs> into the future. All right. So uh, Lisa goes back to school. She's basically, Stop. you know, or I'm sorry, uh, at Lisa's school doesn't feel like doing anything. And the principal writes a note to Marge and Homer. You know, Homer thought it was about Bart. <laughs> but the note says Lisa refuses to play dodgeball because she feels sad. Man, I wish that excuse worked back in the day. I mean, I like playing a lot of the stuff at school, but sometimes I'm like, I just don't feel like playing today. I wish I, I would use the sad excuse. And I, I don't know how it is in schools now. I know in high school when we had to do swimming, uh, the female students would be excused if it was their time of the month, which, you know, fine. I know a lot of, I know a few women who, when it's that time, they're, it, it, it's not good for them. Um, but in elementary school, I mean, I think the only time I ever never really participated in gym is if I wasn't at school. Yeah. No. Like, so. And what And what made Lisa this sad? Like, well, I mean, seriously. So as we, as we find out, she comes home, she's still sad. Uh, so Homer is like, all right, come here, Lisa. Tell me why you're sad. And she's just, she's just having this existential crisis, like worrying about the world and like, why am I, what am I doing that matters because this is happening here. And it's just, she's just sad because she, she doesn't understand the world and she doesn't like what's going on. And that depresses her. And I think that, de- I mean, I mean, she is I, a really smart seven year old though. But. Like, and to be fair, like, to be fair, like, the great thing about this episode is if you made it exactly the same way today, it would still fit. I think this episode of almost all the Simpsons episode still stands up to the test of time. Yeah. Because like all the stuff that Lisa's worried about is still stuff that goes on. Yeah. So after that, so Homer leaves and Bart and Lisa are trying to fight over Maggie and see who they love best. And it turns out Maggie loves the TV the best. Well, I I love the TV the best too, so. Yeah, I think that stems from the Happy Little Elves. I think she's just ecstatic with Happy Little Elves. The TV plays Happy Little Elves. Now, I'm sure Homer, Marge, Bart, or Lisa presses play, 
But I yeah. don't think she gets that. I don't think no. she's, she gets that. The TV plays her favorite cartoon. Her favorite cartoon. All right. So Lisa sneaks out of the house, which once again, man, ballsy <laughs> move. Seven-year-old sneaking out of the house to go play the saxophone. With some with, you know, random guy on the street. <laughs> yep. Um, we get our first appearance of Bleeding Gums Murphy. Um, and it's just really funny that he's like, we learn later on, like kind of how his life went, Yeah. but it's just so weird. Okay. This is a street jazz musician who apparently basically lost all his money, but still gets gigs. Yeah. And the fact that he's never been to a dentist ever. Yeah. Cause that's, that's just like, why are you called bleeding gums? Like, well, have you ever been to a dentist? Well, not, not me. me. I mean, yeah. maybe he couldn't afford it. Maybe, I mean, maybe he had a bad experience once. And I was like, nope, no more. Screw yep. it. And I do like, like he wrote a song called I Never Had an Italian <laughs> Soup Blues. But I, once again, I feel like he could afford it. I'll mention this in the character profile again. But he had a $1,500 a day Fabergé gag habit. I feel like he could have afforded an Italian suit. Probably, probably. Or, I mean, maybe his habit kept him from having the money to get an Italian suit. But I feel like if he could blow $1,500 a day, he had enough money to do that. I I find it a little funny that, so Marge finds Lisa, she's worried. She's like, stop hanging out with that jazz guy. And she goes, I, 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 it's nothing against you, just because he's a stranger. And it's just like, all they're doing is playing the, the saxophone. Like, nothing bad happened. No, but they are in at night, the middle yeah. of the night. Like, was he trying just to play? Like, I feel like he could have just, does he, I mean, was he homeless? I feel like he's not homeless if he gets gigs at a jazz club. I feel like he, that's more of a daytime thing. Playing yeah. out on the street is more of a daytime thing. Maybe. But, all right. So I can't, unfortunately, I can't remember the reference in the episode, but Barney's Bolarama is taken out by a fire through downtown. But that's not the, the real reason like, like Marge is upset. Oh, Marge is upset because she doesn't think she's a good mom. Yes. And Homer comes in and he's like, oh, you heard the news too. And he's referencing Barney. <laughs> the lights were a little rusty, but we could still fix it. <laughs> like, I want to know what started this fire. Was it Bart? Bart started the fire. Probably Bart. Probably Bart. And then it burned through downtown. We're going to have to see the next episode that Barney's Bolarama is back up and running. Yeah. Because there was a lot of Barney's Bolarama in The Simpsons. Oh, yeah. So we'll have to see when that comes out. And then there were other nicer places burnt down yeah. as well, but I just couldn't pull their names. Uh, um, so then Marge dreams she isn't a good mom. Uh, Marge's mom makes her makes her smile. first appearance. Um, and she's like, smile, it'll, it'll help you in life. And then Homer... Well, the, the whole point that Marge's mom was saying was that... Uh, if when you smile lets people know what a good mother you have. Yes. And I'm just like, no. <laughs> like, I mean, just, just because you have a good mom doesn't mean you want to smile all the time. Yep. And then Homer dreams about getting beat up by Bart, you know, because he fears that he's old. And, but I feel like at least he's buffing his own dreams. Oh, like, yeah. I don't know. I don't know if that was reference to the video game itself, which I think it was, but yeah. the fact that he dreams being buff, because you could dream whatever you, you want to dream, you, have to, you know, 
But well, I, I mean, like when you dream, your brain kind of takes parts of your day as well. So, like, when you dream, it takes all different parts of your life and makes you a dream. So, obviously, Homer was playing this video game. So, I think it would stand to reason that he would see himself buff in the dream. Yep. And then, so, also, still sleeping on the right side of the bed. Yes, I did notice that. Haven't haven't switched over yet. I love Um, the fact that, I love the fact that, like, he gets knocked out. he He, like, sits up, screams, and then goes right back to sleep. Yep. Well, I do that. Well, I don't, I mean, when I wake <laughs> you up. You still do that? Well, when I, I don't wake up screaming, but when I wake up, I'm like immediately back to sleep. And then I try to remember why I was even, what woke me up in, to begin with. Uh, I don't know if I really have that. I mean, I probably do that, but. So we, Lisa mentions that she's in the second grade in her song. Yeah. But I could have sworn she was only a year behind Bart, not two years. No, I'm pretty... Well, because, yeah, there was that episode... No, because there was an episode where they sent Bart back a grade and they sent Lisa up a grade. It's like... But wouldn't that make Bart in the third grade? So, in a later episode, they're in the same grade. So, in this episode, it would stand to reason she is in the second grade, but later on, she gets bumped up to the third grade. Bart gets bumped down but then bart gets bumped back to fourth grade so okay. so uh, she's also third, okay so she does get bumped to third grade like i thought yeah. she was in third grade so i i wrote this question because it, it's really interesting to me because we both played instruments in uh, middle school and uh high school how do the springfielders play instruments with only eight fingers i feel they have like three the, fingers I, and a thumb i feel like different notes or they created their own instruments but the saxophone doesn't look any different. Well, did you ever take a saxophone and hold it up to the TV? Not, you, no. You, there, there could be less. <laughs> well, look at, okay, look at this. It doesn't matter how many fingers you have. You can still play the trumpet. Actually, three fingers would probably work well with the trumpet. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> so you don't need like, your pinky finger when you play the trumpet. But you need, here's the thing. You need all four of your fingers and a thumb to play a string instrument. Yes, but not a saxophone. There's but no not a saxophone. You can use. So, but can you, you play a clarinet with only six fingers? No, but you might have to learn new notes. You might have to figure out a note pattern that works. Okay. We'll have to see. All right. So to cheer up Lisa, Bart uh, prank phone calls Mo, yep. asking for a Jacques strap. strap. <laughs> He's Hold like, Hold my on, Jacques strap. <laughs> Hey guys, I'm looking for a Jacques strap. Um, Mo still has a pink apron, but yeah. the TV is now in color. Oh, I did not notice that. Yeah. Interesting. I had to rewind because I wanted to make sure. Okay. But I do, I, I, that's so weird. Like, did Mo get a new TV or was the TV meant to be in color originally and they just. It's possible. I mean, definitely in the first few seasons, you see a lot of animation discrepancies. So it's possible they wanted it color and they just they just couldn't do it in time. Maybe they thought for an old bar, a black and white TV was better. But then when they realized, oh, we better make it color. And I'm pretty sure that the doors to the bar are still that those Western style swinging doors. They are. (laughs) All right. So Homer goes to Noiseland Arcade to learn how to beat Bart at Super Slugfest. Um so if you so I had to pause this every once in a while because it goes okay. by really really fast. 
But there, there's a video game. So there's a bunch of video game arcades, obviously, in there. Sure. There's one called Freeway. Okay. There's Itchy vs. Scratchy. Makes sense. Yeah. There's Pack Rat. But okay, so about Itchy vs. Scratchy, I know. I'm guessing it's a fighting game where Probably. one person's itchy and one person's scratchy. But but doesn't Scratchy always win? I thought Scratchy was the cat. Oh, cat. Right. Itchy. Yeah, doesn't Itchy always win? Yeah. Like all the time? It's a hard versus game, but maybe, maybe, uh, maybe in that game you could you could finally you could finally kill the mouse. Maybe. And then there's Pac Rat, which so is I don't that like Pac Man. I it's either a either a video game about Pac Man, but you're a rat, or you're actually a Pac Rat collecting a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And packing it in a closet. I, mean, I do. I don't know. I mean, I think there's an episode in The Simpsons where. You're trying to, trying to fight a grandmother, so... Yep, that's possible. Uh, there's a game called Eat My Shorts. I don't know what the premise of that game is. Eating My Shorts. Yep. Um, and then lastly but not least, there's Robert Goulet Destroyer. Oh my god. Um, so I don't know what episode it is, but Robert Goulet actually is a singer at Bart's Treehouse in the casino. Yeah. Episode. So I, I don't quite know if that that this is an ongoing joke in The Simpsons, maybe for Robert Goulet, but we'll we'll see if there's any more Robert Goulet references okay. um, in it. And then also there's a game called Time Waste. I'm I'm, I'm guessing you just sit there and waste time. Yeah, probably. Plug quarters. Game over. Plug quarters. Boy, I wasted a lot of time. So um, so the kid that Homer goes to learn from. For Slugfest. His name is Howie. Is this the only time this kid ever appears in this show? I feel like it. I I mean, he, he looked familiar. And I don't know if he's referenced in any other episode. And le- except by maybe like just a flyby. Like a... Yeah. And maybe maybe he goes to Springfield. Or Shelbyville. We don't know. Uh, maybe he's a Shelbyvillian. Yeah, he's just in town for the day. Yeah. All right. Marge drives Lisa to band practice and tells her to smile and just push her feelings deep down. So when I saw this scene, the first thing in my mind that I thought of was that 70s show where I believe it's after Red's mom dies. He tells he tells Eric to keep his feelings. It's either after that episode or after Donna breaks up with them where Red is like, no, you just push your feelings down and you let them stay there. And you just let them boil. And Eric makes a sarcastic comment. I'm like, I'm like, did that 70s show to steal a lot of things from The Simpsons? Or, well, that's why this show is called The Simpsons Did It. Did because it, a yeah. lot of the references that we that we'll mention from future TV shows, yeah, The Simpsons already did it. And but I'd also like to add that is terrible advice, as we'll learn later. Um, if, if you're having feelings and you need to talk to somebody, go talk to somebody. Do yep, not so keep those feelings down because they will yes. come back in a bad way. Yep. So Lisa smiles at a couple of the boys starting to talk to her. And then one of the voices over to do his homework, which, you know, you don't have to smile to do that. A lot of like a lot of TV shows, you know, the smart kid, they're, you know, come do my homework. Yeah. You know what I mean? You don't have to necessarily be smart. It's the Brainiac. Oh, we're going to go be friends with the Brainiac because they'll yeah. come over and do my homework. And uh, Marge sees this. It, 
it, it just drives her up a wall. She gets upset. She comes back, grabs Lisa, and Mr. Largo goes, oh, I see where she gets her temper yes. from. And uh, Marge reverses course and says, no matter what, we will always be there for you. If you want to be sad, you be sad. Uh, I'll smile for the both of us. And obviously this cheers leads up. She's smiling. Marge is like, why are you smiling? Because, you know, Marge made her happy. And that's, you know, that's a great lesson to anybody out there. Just, you know what? Be yourself. If other people don't like it, tell them to eat my shorts. Yep. Damn straight. So then they go home. Uh, Bart, uh, Homer says, okay, I'm going to beat you this time. And Homer has Bart on the ropes. Bart doesn't know what's going on. He's yeah. he's ready to lose. Marge comes in and unplugs the TV. <laughs> I don't know what parent in their right mind comes. I, I know our mom never came in and just yanked the cord on it. Even, though, even when we were like, no, we're not done playing video games yet. To be fair, I'm surprised she never did that. Yes. But, <laughs> but she fair. never came in and just... And it wasn't like it was for a bad thing. No. You know what I mean? It was... It could have been like, let's just wait till they're done. We'll give the yeah. news. Nope. Yank. <laughs> Out comes the cord and Bart retires from video boxing. Undefeated. Undefeated. And they've never played the game again in the future. Oh. Which is kind of weird because I feel like there's a one-player version of that game. <laughs> it's, that game cannot just be a two-player game. I mean... I feel like Bart could be like, you know what? I'm not two-playering anymore, but I'm going to play this game on my own. Maybe. I mean, there's plenty of games that I've beaten with friends and go back play play by myself. I don't think there's any exclusive two-player games out there. I'm pretty sure yes. every game is a single-player game. Even Call of Duty, for you folks who think that Call of Duty has to be played online with a bunch of people, it does not. There is a single-player single campaign mode. But, you know, it's it's more fun to play with people. Yeah. Well, friends, not... There's too many internet trolls out there. Yep. All right. So the Simpsons decide to go to the jazz hole to listen to Bleeding Gums Murphy, where he sings that song Lisa came up with on the bridge. And then everyone's like, Homer's, you know, Homer, Bart, they're all like, what? Yeah. Well, Homer was like, because like Lisa says, oh, he belongs in a zoo. In and Homer zoo. like laughs and then goes, wait, what? What? <laughs> like, like, I don't, Bleeding Gums didn't actually say the name of who wrote the song. So no, he I, said, I, no, because he said uh, it was written by somebody, uh, a little lady who inspired him. Yes. And I'm pretty well. actually say Lisa, but I mean, the. I, know, I think, I, I think, I think, but here's the thing. I think the family knew that Lisa knew Bleeding Gums Murphy. Bleeding Gums Murphy shouts out to Lisa, even if it wasn't my name. And then Homer, re like, they realize the song is about them. And Homer's like, wait, I belong in a zoo? Which he does. But yep, he is, which, which in a future episode, we'll learn that Homer is a great ape. Yes. Or Sasquatch. All right. And then credits roll. All right. Thoughts on uh, the episode, Moaning uh, Lisa. Man, I I absolutely love this episode. I love the prank phone call of Jacques Strap. Uh, it sends, I think it sends a great message. I think if you were to remake this episode today, it would sit very well. It's another episode that stands the test of time. I think, you know, Marge coming to the realization that 
maybe you shouldn't push your feelings down and it's okay to be sad every once in a while is perfect because there's plenty of people out there who, you know, I have friends who have anxiety and like not all of them get to talk to somebody and not everybody necessarily has somebody to talk to. And it's just, it's a great message. It's a great episode. And then you get the second story arc, which is the first time we see it where Bard is beating up on Homer and it, you know, it, it, it's another timeless thing where eventually your kid is going to grow up to be able to beat you at things. And it's just, and I think they did a lot better job of pacing the show. It wasn't disjointed. It had a really nice flow to it. I think, uh, I, I'm never going to mention the animation aspects into my, my grading because obviously this is 1990. The graphics aren't going to be the greatest. Um, and clearly in later episodes, the animation is great, but sometimes the stories aren't. But this is going to be a first for me. I give this episode and everything's coming up Millhouse. Yeah, and I'm going to have to agree. I mean, this this episode to me, just it, it, it was actually a really good follow-up to the Bart the General. Yeah. Because... You know, that episode was all about Barton bullying. This episode mm-hmm. was all about, you know, feelings. Yeah. Like it's it's almost like the Simpsons decided to do to do like a couple PSA episodes. Yeah. Well like, I was I was also reading up on this and uh they were saying that I mean the first few episodes, like especially the last episode, it was definitely more Bart centric, but the last like the first few episodes they did were like kind of more happy-go-lucky, nothing really... I mean, obviously, Bart the General, they kind of talk about war a little bit, but, like, they they wanted to focus on, like, more, like, the, the feelings aspect, and they chose Lisa as the vehicle, and I thought it was a great choice, because I can't necessarily see Bart being the depressed kind. I know there's an episode where they put him on basically Adderall, um, because he has ADHD, but, like, I don't really think you can do it with Marge unless they do it in a newer season. I mean, you could because Housewife and all that. And clearly, you're never going to do it with Homer because I, I just don't think it works with Homer. So doing it with Lisa, I think, works splendidly well. And it was just, it, it's just, you know, it's a downer of an episode because who wants to talk about feelings? Which this this episode does a great Great job of saying, this is why you need to talk about your feelings. Yep. So we got a couple everything's coming up millhouses for this episode. All right. So let's close it out with our character profile. Um, this episode, Bleeding Gums Murphy. His job, local saxophone blues legend. I love blues, Bleeding Gums Murphy, by the way. I think probably top five best extra characters. I don't know if I go that far. But oh, he is a good, good, good character. But I, I think it's funny that he's like a blues legend, which yeah. we learn, you know, after he passes away, finally we realize, yeah. oh, people did know who he was. But he, it feels like he just, I don't know, it was because it's the 90s and the blues yeah. just kind of fell off. Like it wasn't as big as it was in like the 60s, 70s, oh, I mean, 80s. Sure. I mean, 80s obviously fell off quite a bit with uh, rock. Yeah. Um. Let's see, he plays at the Jazz Hole and the Streets of Springfield. Yep. Um, his relatives, long-lost younger brother of Dr. Julius Hibbert. Interesting. I did, did they mention that in an episode? or I think the episode where he passes away. 
But we'll, okay. we'll have to we'll have to follow up on that. And then Hilbert Hibbert's long lost twin brother, the director of the Shelbyville Orphanage. So, so wait, there tw- he has a long lost twin. I think it's that guy. Remember, he's like in a wheelchair, and he has like kind of a downer hat, like one of those like Irish. Hat. I, we'll we'll come across the episode. I, I think I remember okay. the episode that it's in. Okay. Um, he learned his craft at the feet of Blind Willie Willie Witherspoon. Interesting. And I think I think they need to do an episode with Blind Willie. Yeah. <laughs> like, how does Blind Willie know the? I I mean, I guess you could kind of feel the saxophone. Yeah, maybe, but I don't know how you how a blind person trains anyone. Same person, yeah. But don't forget, you're I, obviously it's not as much as movies would like you to believe. But when you lose a sense, your other senses do get a little stronger. <laughs> so, like, maybe he's just listening to him play and be like, "No, that's the wrong note. Try again." Well, it could be like, um, what movie did I just watch? It was the kid was playing piano. Oh, it was the Elton John movie, Rocket Man. So oh. he goes in. He's like he, his teacher's playing something on the piano, not watching. Like he just hears the teacher playing something on the piano. So the, the so Elton sits down, and yeah. the teacher's like, "Play something you prepared." Well, Elton didn't prepare anything. He's she's like, "Okay, we'll play anything," and he plays the song that she was playing up until the moment he came into the room and interrupted her. Interesting. And she's like, and she's like, why didn't you continue? It's like, it was like, well, that's all you played, but that's all he heard. He heard as he, oh. so maybe he learned all of his stuff. Kind of that's like, he was that good at musician that he could hear notes, hear music yeah. and just kind of play along. Yeah. All right. Past shame. Once had a $1,500 Fabergé egg habit. <laughs> now, did he what? just collect them or eat them? Uh, you don't eat a va- Fabergé egg? Well, you don't know. You get horrible teeth. Dude, it's a glass egg. I don't think you're going to eat it. <laughs> okay. And here's enough. the other thing. $1,500 a day? Habit? I want to know where all these eggs went. Right? And it's like that's why I'm wondering. Like, he could have just sold a Fabergé egg to make some money back. Yeah. Maybe he just has them in a store. Maybe there's like a storage locker. And Maybe he's the rack pat. Maybe, yeah, it's pack rat. Pack rat. Wow. Ooh, ooh, there could be a Simpson episode now where they make fun of like storage locker wars. And all of this. Did they do that? They, did they? I thought they did. We, okay. I know that's a really future episode, so we'll have to see if this podcast is still rolling way back, way in the future. But yeah. if there is. That would have been awesome. Like someone yeah. bids like $20 on a locker or something and wins it. And it happens to be like all of. Weedy no, Gun there Mer- is an episode because they find out uh, grandpa was a famous wrestler. Oh, okay. Well, there should have been a locker that had all of uh, bleeding gum Murphy's <laughs> Fabergé eggs in it. That would have been great. That would have been, been a great. Uh, uh, that would have been great. I would have loved that. Okay. Yeah. Worst decision. Launching into a lengthy soulful version of the Star Spangled Banner at a Springfield Isotopes game. Uh, didn't that Star Spangled Banner uh, version take like two hours? Yeah, we'll have to we'll we'll do a play by play of the actual clock. Yeah. Um, during that episode. Yeah, because I do remember that episode. Because wasn't that Dancing Homer? Yeah, that was the Dancing Homer episode. So yeah, I remember that. I was like, because like by the end of it, everybody's just like, 
in their seat, just like crouched down <laughs> and depressed and like, why is it taking so long? But to be fair, a lot of, you know, when I go to sporting events, like if somebody like somebody starts out like really slow and just keeps that pace, I'm not going to lie. It angers me. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like, um, so this might've been another predicting the future moment. So in the movie, mystery, Alaska, the, the townsfolk, um, wanted to piss off the New York Rangers. And so they had Lionel, was it Lionel Richie? Lionel Richie. No, little Richard. They had little Richard sing the national anthem extremely slow. Oh yeah. Could have been another predict the future moment. We're well, when did Mystery Alaska come out? Uh, let's see. Well, we'll after this episode? Those... Well, it's not this episode. No, but it came out. Oh, I was going to say, did it come out? We'll have to figure that out. Yeah. We'll have to look that up once we get to dancing Homer. Exactly. So um, we will uh, call that an episode. So you can find us. Um, if this is your first episode you're listening to, thanks for uh, joining in. Thank you. Um, and also go back and listen to the first five as well. <laughs> yes, definitely. Um, I, I like to thank all of our listeners actually right now. This is really awesome that you guys are continuing to listen to us blabber on about the Simpsons. It's something that both of us are really passionate about. As and, you can tell. Uh, and we will keep making episodes as long as you guys keep listening. So that in mind, you can hear us on uh, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play, um, hopefully by now, iTunes, um, uh, Breaker, uh, Radio Public, hopefully a few more by then, yeah. um, by the time this comes out. You can find us on Facebook at our page, The Simpsons Did It, on Instagram, The Simpsons Did It Pod. So follow us along on there. Uh, maybe keep, one day uh, we'll get a Twitter handle. Yeah, maybe. Uh, keep uh, messaging us uh, giving us ideas feedback we absolutely love it so yeah until next sunday um i'm steven skolansky and i'm robert skolansky and as always the simpsons did it Shh.